passengers, may I have your attention, please? Take your seats and secure your seatbelt. The ride you're about to take will be unlike anything you've ever experienced before. They are the mics on mics, and this is Drive-By. Welcome, I am Mike J. He is my guest. We are the Mike's on Mike's, and this is the best wrestling podcast you haven't heard of until now. Mike, how you feeling, buddy? <laughs> Man, uh, I had 300 milligrams of <laughs> ibuprofen, and I feel outstanding. Andy, I don't know if you guys know, but ibuprofen comes in these little, like, gummy forms now. It does. It comes in, they taste just like fruit punch, mango, uh-huh. depending on uh-huh. what flavor of ibuprofen gummies you prefer. And it takes all your problems away. It's an excessive how, amount I took, probably. How, how's but, your uh, vegetable garden doing? Ah, uh, man, I got some fucking spider mites. I'm having a real problem right now. If anyone's got any tips no. on how to combat... Combat. <laughs> spider mites. <laughs> That's a funny word, combat. Combat. Uh, <laughs> Latin. The calm, the prefix. Uh, Latin for bring and uh, bat... For fight, combat, bring the fight. Um, so, bet you guys didn't know that, did you? Ha ha ha. I didn't um, know that, and I appreciate the uh, history lesson. Yeah, I just made that up. Fucking. Um, no, 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 no. Yeah. It's acceptable as fact here on Drive By Wrestling Podcast. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, so if uh, <laughs> anyone's got any tips on how to kill spider mites, man, I'd love them, because they're fucking. Eating my tomato crop up. That is, as my friend used to say, NFG. You know what that stands for? No fucking good. No fucking good. Something that was good, Mike. NXT this week. We're also going to jump into Dynamite this week. Uh, I'll try to keep my notes a little thinner than normal since we're talking about both shows. But here we go. NXT, you ready? Yeah, sure. Did you catch any of this? Nah, fam. I had to watch. Uh, you know, I had to watch. Yeah. Uh, I had to watch. The other you had to watch show. Dynamite. I had to watch I, the I, other I gotcha. show this week. You know. I had to do All right. That. So, show kicks off. Another quick recap. They've been doing this consistently now, recapping uh, the previous week's show with the week upcoming, and I enjoy that. It's a good tie-in. It kind of. Keeps you abreast of what's going on if you didn't remember or you didn't catch everything, so good on them. Uh, we start out with the triple threat women's tag match for the number one contender. So, Mike, this would have been your favorite match of the show, but in all honesty, even though you're not a fan of Ember and Shotzi and you're not a fan of Dakota Kai, I know you are a fan of EO and you're liking what Zoe's doing and you enjoy Raquel. This match was fucking bonkers, man. So much fun. Uh, it was like a car crash in the best possible way. And I have in my notes, these girls are literally beating the shit out of each other. Um, 
fun stuff. It was this, you know, it's stuff that like, and I think you understand what I'm saying. Like, I guarantee if Jim Cornette watched this match, he'd have a cornea. Coronary. <laughs> no, he does have a cornea in his eye. He'd a have a coronary, gym, you know. A Jim Coronary. Yeah, he would, because he would see, you know, the, the dive after dive after dive. You know that kind of setup where we sometimes do in these kind of matches? Yeah. Uh, but, man, I, I something I want to point out. I actually didn't put this in my notes, and somehow I remembered. They went for the atypical Tower of Doom spot, right? And then it was, like, going to be, like, a double Tower of Doom. And then the best part was the most unexpected thing happened as Raquel Gonzalez came over and said, this shit ain't going down, and threw everyone off the ropes. Uh, <laughs> so that was fun. But Io and Zoe get to win. They're the number one contenders, and they are going to face uh, Candice LeRae and Indy uh, Hartwell at uh, Great American Bash next week, Mike. Hey, all right. So we and, got that. Great American and, Bash. I love these WCW callbacks. I love them, too. Uh, we see Karrion Cross walking into the CWC. Johnny Gargano jumps him. Uh, they get separated. Cross says that Johnny's a dead man. Next, Bronson Reed's being interviewed. This is pretty big for the rest of the night because he's been kind of getting interfered with or interrupted in his interviews by Hit Row. And, of course, they come in again and Swerve says, you know what, I'm tired of this. I want your title and I want, it. I want the match tonight. Bronson agrees, so All our main right. event is a North American title match. Okay, Swerve, I see what you're doing there, my man. <laughs> All right. So, next, Karrion Cross comes out to the ring, uh, calls out Gargano. Gargano comes right out, you know, not scared of you. I'm also smarter than you. And then Austin Theory, of course, jumps across from behind. He is smarter than him. <laughs> it's true. So, Theory and uh, Gargano get the... Get the team up, the, uh, the get the advantage, trying to beat up Cross. Uh, uh, eventually, Cross gets the upper hand. He goes to drop uh, the steel steps on Johnny's head, and security stops him. Samoa Joe's out there, you know. As they're holding Cross back, Johnny gets another cheap shot in. Johnny's just showing, like, I'm not scared of you. I kind of like the side of Johnny Gargano. Um, let's see. And, of course, after all this goes down, Cross is not happy with Johnny. He's also not happy with Joe. They get another stare down. And as Cross walks away, he says, you're doing a hell of a job, Joe. Uh, so I like that. That was a lot of fun. Um, and then immediately after that, we, we go to break. Immediately coming back from break, we see Johnny and uh, Austin jumping in a car and peeling out and leaving the building. Smart. Uh, Smart, guys. Yeah. Good, good, good call. <laughs> it's always a good idea to create havoc and then leave, right? Yes the best way to do it best kind of habit <laughs> Roger <laughs> Strong and the Diamond Mine are up next uh, he's taking on newcomer Asher Hale uh, Asher Hale Mike he looks like your favorite creator wrestler from No Mercy you know uh, complete with an anarchy A for the Asher on his tights oh, I immediately don't like this guy <laughs> uh, this is a straight-up squash match. Roddy beats, I have in my notes, he is literally beating the fuck out of him. And as he taps him out, Asher Hale goes to tap on onto his own shoulder with the, I don't know what the submission was he had on, but basically went to tap. And 
Roddy actually stops the tap and extends the elbow even more. Uh, so showing a little bit of a brutal side of Roddy Strong. I like that. Uh, after the win, Bivens takes the microphone and simply says, Diamond Mine is open for business, and this is just the beginning. Oh, let's see. Grimes is out next. He's taking on Ari Sterling, another new guy to me, but apparently he's been on 205 Live. Uh, guy's got a pretty interesting high flyer moveset, but Grimes gets the win. LA Knight comes out. They banter back and forth. Grimes challenges Knight for his million-dollar championship at Great American Bash. L.A. Knight first says no, and then he says, you're going to love this, Mike. No, you know what? You're right. I can beat you, but just this title isn't enough. If, he said, when I beat you, not only do I keep this title, but you're going to be my butler. Oh. So I have in my notes after that, Grimes is so losing this. <laughs> So oh. do we put do we put Grimes in the uh Virgil, you know, tuxedo for this role? If he gets put in this role, they absolutely 100% half half to put him in the Virgil tux. Yeah, the sleeveless tuxedo vest shirt thing. I, you, I would love every second of and it. And I'm talking the silver one with the purple accents, man. Yep, nothing, nothing, I'm with you. Nothing else will be like acceptable. <laughs> yes, they have to do this. Uh, good stuff. Uh, let's see. Eo and Zoe are getting interviewed. Uh, the way cuts in. Candace tells Zoe to watch her back. Because with Eo, she's a sore loser. And, you know... Don't know what's going to happen when you lose. And EO says, I'm not going to lose to you. I've never lost to you, and I'm not going to start now. We'll be champs next week. Decent little thing there. Um, let's see. Kyle O'Reilly comes out, calls out Adam Cole. They're going to have a face-off before their return match at Great American Bash next week. Uh, of course, before Cole can even come out, Samoa Joe comes out. And says, you know what, you guys can go ahead and carry this on. I'm just going to be out here to make sure, you know, craziness doesn't happen. We get another doing his job. Mike. Just, just a man yeah, doing, doing his, his job. job. Just a man doing his job. That's it. We, we get a fantastic back and forth with both of them. But to be fair, I, I, I have here, Cole's just light years ahead of everyone on the mic. Um... Eventually, Adam Cole, yeah, eventually Adam Cole tries to take a shot at Kyle O'Reilly with Joe ducking under it, uh, but O'Reilly gets the upper hand, puts the submission on Cole, Cole's even tapping out, and Joe's just standing there staring down at him, and he's asking Joe to get him off of him, and Joe, it, there's like a still on the internet, and it is, if I don't give a fuck was a picture, that is the picture. <laughs> Uh, finally, eventually, Joe exits the ring and tells security to, to get Kyle off of him. Uh, this was really good stuff, man. This is a really fun segment. Um, and the battery is now charged up to 70%. We get another battery promo. I didn't catch what it was at the end of the night. What? I know it was again. What? So. Who is this? Who is the bad? I'm I'm leaning towards Tegan Knox just because that's what the majority of people were thinking. 
out there. I see a lot of it's Tegan, it's Tegan, it's Tegan. Wow, well, she has um, been gone for a while, and she's low-key a big deal. My dark horse is still Daniel Bryan, just because I think that would be awesome. Uh, Daniel Bryan never use cut. a battery. It's a wasteful product. But it's better than gasoline. We discussed this last week, Mike. I know. I thought about it more since then. And I was like, batteries are such a wasteful product. I just don't think Daniel Bryan would ever use them. <laughs> Those are my two picks. We'll see. Uh, is it a solar battery? Sure. It could. I mean, it could be. We don't know. We don't know. Uh, all right. So here's this part. So Tia Sean or Tia Shea or however the fuck you say this faction uh, is taking on Mercedes Martinez and Jake Atlas. And this is all I have. The match was so mixed tag. It was fine. But goddamn Zia Lee knocked Mercedes the fuck out with a spinning heel kick. Did you see any clips of this yet, Mike? No. Did she really knock her out? Well, I don't know if she necessarily knocked her out with but the kick. But she hit her with it? She definitely hit her with it. And when she dropped, I thought, if this isn't real, then Mercedes Martinez immediately needs to get an Oscar for the sell she just did. Because she literally, Ric, Fa Ric Flair face followed, but like for real, and landed on her face. Uh, the ref almost immediately stopped the match. This is like... So good to see, because if it was AEW, they would have just moved a person and kept going, like they've done several times. Uh, <laughs> but you could clearly tell that this was bad. You could tell Mercedes was out of it. Um, when the ref went down for the count, she stopped the count at two and, and called for the bell. So, good job by her. I can't think of her name. It's the one female ref still in NXT. Uh, but she did an amazing okay. job. Uh, but yeah, so Zia Lee got the win there. Um, Zia Lee. It, it's something that definitely you can find the clip online. Definitely go check it out. It's, it's kind of scary. Uh, we get a face-off between MSK, our tag team champions, and Champa and Thatcher. This is a decent segment, but the fans have officially completely turned on MSK, and I don't understand it other than how dare they actually push a team when they first come in. Like, everyone complains that they don't do, and then they do it and they complain anyway. Okay, that's true. That's what happens. Because people are also now complaining about Zoe Stark getting to team with EO and getting a tag team shot already and getting big wins. I'm like, what the fuck are we doing here, people? And this is why I say wrestling fans are the worst fans. They are the best at hating the thing they claim to love. Yeah, man, they really do fucking hate it. It's wild. On all sides. Like, they hate AEW. They hate WWE. Uh. New Japan fans don't hate their shit as much, but they're snobbish about everything else. Um. Yeah, it's crazy. Everybody hates everything, and it's just all hateful. It's wild. It is wild. It really is. Uh, you know what's, being interviewed about. You know what's a, a breath of fresh air compared to that is like uh, what's that? Uh, independent wrestling Twitter, <laughs> where everyone oh, yeah? just fucking loves everyone and gives each other <laughs> props and loves everyone's shit. Man, it's wild. It's crazy. I had no idea that like there were wrestling fans out there that were just like fuck, man. 
And it'll be like the shittiest match. And they're all just like, it was fucking awesome. I love you, man. You're great. And, and like all the wrestlers <laughs> give each other pro. It's fucking awesome. I love it, man. It's been a breath of fresh air for me. That, that is good to hear. Regal is being interviewed about uh, Great American Bash next week. And Sarai comes in and says that she wants a match. And she's thinking Tony Storm. And Regal nods and says he will take it into consideration. Uh... We go to a break, and after the break, we come back. Awesome Theory and Johnny Gargano resurface, showing or, uh, showing their faces to attack Karrion Cross once more. Now as he's leaving the building, uh, even to the point where Johnny slams or appears to slam Cross's head in his door. Cross still is able to recover, comes and beats the shit out of both of them. Uh, Gets in his car, drives off. Samoa Joe comes out, picks Johnny Gargano up off the ground and says, perhaps uh, tonight you went a little too far, Johnny. Perhaps. (laughs) So I love that we're getting these interactions with Joe and all of our, like, quote-unquote main characters. Uh, Whether it's stare-downs or whether it's just, like, words of wisdom, (laughs) things like that. I, I just, I'm really digging Joe in this role, man. Um, okay. And we move into the main event. North American Championship. Bronson Reed defending against Swerve with Hit Row. Man, this was a fun match. And and here's our word. A very entertaining match. And this is what I have. But damn, that ending was great. Maybe the best part. You get interference from both Top Dollar and Shantae Adonis. Uh, Top Dollar comes running at Bronson Reed on the outside. Bronson sidesteps and sweeps him, and he goes literally flying over the barricade and through the glass, uh, the plexiglass part of it. It was really, really, really good visual. Uh, Adonis sees this, runs over, screaming, You okay, bro? <laughs> and uh, Bronson Reed then tosses him over top the barricade onto Top Dollar. But, but, Mike, this allows Swerve to recover. And take advantage of the distraction. And as Bronson Reed is climbing into the ring, uh, Swerve hits him with his like his j- like low jump kick or whatever you want to call it, low jump kick to the head. And Reed is hanging halfway in the ring with his legs on the apron, and he gets hit by the 450 to the back of Bronson Reed off the top rope. One, two, three. We have a new North American champion, Mike. I am surprised by this I was not expecting them to move the title so soon not at all um I'm be honest I didn't until of course the rumors come out that Bronson Reed's working dark matches or main event matches on Smackdown or Raw or wherever uh he's gonna be he's gonna be gone soon and Probably with this sooner than we even thought. And that's okay. I think he'll work well on the main roster. It's a shame maybe that he didn't get more time to shine as a top, top tier guy in NXT. But maybe that's a good thing. Uh, And also, you know, Swerve and Hit Row are hitting (laughs) on all cylinders. Uh, The fans seem to be very into them, and Swerve's an amazing talent, so if you're going to do this... And then, of course, that just leads me to... We still had Escobar wanting that 
title off of Reed. So now does Escobar go after Swerve, and then we get Hit Row versus Legato Del Fantasmo. I'm all for that as well. So, yeah, man, sign me up. This was a not as good as the last two episodes of NXT, but yet again, a very, very solid top-tier episode of NXT. I think they're doing different work than before, and I'm enjoying every second of it, Mike. What made it not as good as the last two weeks? Um, I don't know that I have a... Let me think for a minute. Maybe just not as much urgency throughout the show. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like... There were more, more like story building elements and less urgent actions in front of the camera. Uh, where we got the big moment at the end that really took it right there to where it was close, if that makes sense. But I just think the overall show was not quite to the level of the last two. Not, not yeah. low, not, not, low, not bad. Just what I'm saying is. It, it, it still kept me very entertained. I just wasn't as hyped. It, it, I think that's a good way to describe it. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So let's take a quick break. And when we come back, let's get back into Wednesday Night Wrestling. What do you say, Mike? Yeah, sure. I'm excited. Hang tight. We will be right back. What do you get when you mix the wit of Bobby Heenan, the knowledge of Jim Ross, and the tones of Gorilla Monsoon? <laughs> Not this, but it's what we got. This is Drive-By. Alright, Mike. Give it to me. AEW. Back on uh, their normal time slot. What do we got going on, man? So, we open the night with uh, Eddie Kingston... And one of my favorite wrestlers, Penta El Zero Miedo, versus the Young Bucks. Um, this <laughs> this match was a pretty good fucking match. I was really entertained. Kingston and Penta get the win. Um, uh, you know, uh. When with help from Frankie Kazarian, you know, he's going by that uh, Elite Hunter nickname now. He's out to get the Elite. So, you know, with, with a little help from Kazarian, they pick up the win. Uh, the Young Bucks. Let's talk about the Young Bucks for a second. The Young Bucks. <laughs> look. Um, these guys know exactly what they're doing with them and Kenny Omega. I get what they're doing. They all got together and were like, hey, let's just come up with the worst possible facial hair we can wear <laughs> and just be huge douchebags. Kenny Omega I mean, they are out heels. here. Kenny Omega out here. I'm going to start calling with his facial hair. I'm going to start calling him Double H. Uh,. It's just, like, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. And they're doing it, and it's working for them, and I get it. It's just, holy shit, that facial hair is so fucking bad, man. It's so fucking bad. 
but I get it. <laughs> Have you seen it, Mike? Have you seen it? I, s- <laughs> I saw. I did not get to watch Dynamite. I, I'm going to try to get some of it in. I did see a picture, or I still, of Omega in his Triple H esque facial hair, and I did laugh out loud. I actually literally just pulled up, pulled one up right now, and it's so ridiculous. <laughs> it's awful. Uh, I also saw a picture of one of the Bucks with their facial hair, and the caption said, uh, we're never going to financially recover from this. <laughs> yeah, my dude Kyle made it, that one. Uh, I, I spread that one around. He really did look like the Tiger King. It's it's ridiculous. Uh, highly entertaining segment, though. After that... Uh, there's an Ethan Page interview. He cuts a promo with Shivani about his upcoming uh, bout with Darby Allen, which I believe will be a coffin match. I know for a fact it'll be a coffin match. Um, Sting appears. Darby Allen jumps out of the coffin because if you know anything about coffin, if you look, man, if you know anything about wrestling and coffins, you know. That if there's a coffin presented prior to a coffin match at any point in a promo, someone gonna come out of that fucking coffin. It's gonna happen. <clears throat> it's what we do here. Um, so obviously Darby Allen comes out of the coffin. They attack uh, Paige until Scorpio Sky comes to the ring. Um, so. Uh, Paige is refusing to have a match unless uh, Allen signs a contract vowing not to uh, lay his hands upon him again. So we'll see. You know, maybe he'll sign it. Maybe he won't. They're gonna. He's going to sign it. We're going to have this match. He's going to sign it, and then he's probably going to get beat the fuck up. How about that? <laughs> Fair. Um, Jungle Boy... They got a little, uh, he's taking on Jack Evans tonight, but they got a, got a little, uh, little thing backstage with Christian and him talking and, uh, you know, Luchasaurus, who I realized last night, Luchasaurus, my nephew is three and he's starting to, um, is he three? Yeah, he's three. Uh, and he's starting to like really mimic things he sees on TV. And one of those things mm-hmm. is dinosaurs. He loves dinosaurs. And it dawned on me last night. I was like, Luchasaurus, man, that's the end right there. That's that's how there you it ma- is. that's how you make him one of you. Uh, that's how I make him one of us. Uh, there it is. So uh, Luchasaurus comes. He thanks Christian for having Jungle Boy's back. You know, Jungle Boy is fucking Anna Jack. Did you know that, Mike? I mean, I know it now because of the internet. Yes, I found out this week because of the internet. And fuck, yes, good for him. Nice fucking pull, kid. Nice fucking pull. Listen, let's talk about loser wrestling fans. Can we just talk about real fast before that? I just want to say, can we talk that this kid is now in that like David Flair? Billy Kidman echelon where it's like bro you got the hottest chick on the show and like 
Whoa. Whoa. Nice fucking pull, guy. Nice pull. <laughs> uh, let's talk about loser wrestling fans for a minute. And I wish I had screenshotted it so that I could credit the amazing Twitter account that I saw this on. But I just saw, this is before I even knew what was going on. I just saw a tweet that said, I can't wait for her to dump him. Why, Sinkinator? <laughs> it was a, it was a, it was a, you know, it was a IWC member. Uh, so you could have your shot. And, and I was like, I laughed. I said, "Oh, geez, I wonder what this is about." And then, like maybe twenty minutes later, I saw the info about this, and I immediately knew what this dude was talking about, and thought, "Man, you're fucking pathetic." Because I saw the picture and thought. Fucking good for you, Fucking bro. <laughs> yes, dude. Yes. Squeezing a handful of ass, too. A yeah, handful of ass up in the picture, man. Oh, good for you, my man. I already, <laughs> I already like this kid, but like I like him so much more now. So much more. <laughs> He's going to be champion in this company in three years. Um... The way they push him. Anyway, he beat fucking Jack Evans, obviously. Obviously, he was going to be Jack Evans. Uh, The Hardy family office conglomerate made their way to the ring, but the combined forces of Christian Cage and Luchasaurus ran them (laughs) off. Marco Stunt was also there. Um, Nah, fuck. Uh, this was like, was I entertained by this match? Um, yeah, sure. This whole segment, yeah, sure. Beginning to end, the match itself singularly was like, eh. But the overall segment, yeah, I was entertaining. Um, so after that, uh, we had, uh, Andrade El Idolo, um, Challenge Matt Slidell to a match. Uh, you know, because last week... He, well, no, we don't know, because we didn't cover it on the show. Last week, he interrupted him. Matt Slidell did. So, uh, you know... I mean, isn't that like, what we do with promos on AEW? We interrupt everyone? Yeah, we interrupt everyone. No one ever gets to finish a thought or a segment or anything. It's got to be infuriating. <laughs> um, after that... The champion himself, the modern-day Ultimo Dragon, Kenny Omega, <laughs> was in the ring with, uh, I don't know, I don't know, personally, personally, maybe my favorite, my favorite working commentator today, Tony Schiavone, um... So he bragged about not having any challengers, like who he'd beaten. I named the list of names, and he was like, "There's no one left for me to fight." And the Dark Order came out. The Dark Order were like, "Yo, man, we know someone." What? Hold on. Yeah. So he came out and said that he beat everyone, and they listed who he beat, and there was no one left to fight. Yeah. So he did exactly what Roman and Paul did on SmackDown Friday night. I guess. <laughs> That's literally exactly what happened on SmackDown. <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't know. I didn't watch it. Uh, I guess. Now I'm wondering if this was tongue-in-cheek. That's why I say that. 
I'm gonna have to. I'm, I'm gonna have to pay attention. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, listed off who he beat, and then the Dark Order came out, and they were like, you know, we know someone you haven't beat. Uh, you know, someone. And as soon as they say that, you know, the cow, the crowd starts chanting, "Cowboy shit." Cowboy shit. Right? Yeah. And they're like, uh, he's, they're like, you know, uh, we're talking about the guy that's been number one ranked for like the last three months, you know? Uh, <laughs> and, um, Omega's like, yeah, uh, Paige is, uh, Hangman Page is fucking scared of me. Um, he's like, he doesn't even, he's not even good enough for this. So he leaves. Um, I'm looking forward to Seidel versus Aladolo next week. That's, should be kind of dope, you know, I think, I hope, please. Um, other than that, uh, Page versus Omega, I think is where we all saw this headed, probably it all out. Uh, you know, my thoughts on if Page doesn't win his next title shot, so... (laughs) Hope you guys, yes, and hope we are you, in agreeance. Hope you guys are ready to pull the trigger. Um, TNT Championship match. It was Brian Pillman Jr. versus Miro. This was a pretty good match. Uh, I was pretty entertained. Um, Pillman Jr. worked really well with Miro, man. They had a really good match. Miro looked strong Pillman Jr. looked like he's learning to sell well um was it a classic no no but (laughs) you can't help but wonder maybe just a little bit like hey what if you guys would have just had Miro like this all along right what if you didn't waste any time with him with blonde hair playing second <laughs> fiddle to Kip motherfucking Sabian? Sapien? Yeah. Sabian? It doesn't matter. Uh, and you would have just had him just be a wrecking machine like this from the beginning. How dope would that have been? Might, but hey. Might but have, hey. Might have been pretty cool. Better late than never there, right? Yeah. Yeah, so here we are. But hey, right on. Um, Doctor Britt Baker, DMD, hmm. <laughs> and uh, Rebel, Rebel, I believe that's her name. Rebel. <laughs> uh, they're taking on Nyla Rose and Vicky, Vicky uh, Guerrero. Uh, here's the deal, man. I'm not sure who the heel is supposed to be here. But, I'm gonna go ahead and root for Brit like I've been doing for like, I don't know, what feels like two years now. So, um, mm-hmm. that's where we're gonna go with this. Uh... Britt and uh, Rebel, they pick up the win. Uh, she taps out uh, Vicky Guerrero. Britt does, taps out Vicky Guerrero uh, post match. 
Nyla powerbombs Britt through a table. This match was like, eh. And I honestly didn't really pay attention to a lot of it. But Britt Baker was in it, so... Well, I mean, you know. why Vicky Guerrero is wrestling is a question. Um, uh, Mike, Mike, it's Vicky Guerrero. Guerrero. <laughs> uh, I mean, this is probably... Say it's it. funny that you started... Say no, it. I'm good. Uh, I don't know. I don't think that's the correct pronunciation either. Don't it, quote I me. don't think so. I, it's probably... <laughs> It's funny, I mean, that you said what you said at the start. I don't know who the heel and face is. I'm going to root for Britt. This is probably like, with the finish and with Nyla putting her through her table, is this not uh, maybe just a soft or a slow face turn for Britt, right? I mean, I could be wrong. But of course... Of course, it's AEW, and they don't have heels and faces because Cody says that's uh, nonsense in modern that's, wrestling. So no, what do I know? You don't, you don't need that. Um, I think it's clearly done. Is it Herrero? Herrero? Am I saying that I'm right? Sure, I'm pretty sure it's just Guerrero. Okay, it's just Guerrero. All right, so we have been saying it correctly <laughs> for the last 30 years. Cool. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. All right, good. Just wanted to make sure and double check. I don't want to, like, uh, offend anyone. Did Rebel... Rebel got hurt in this match, correct? Did she? I don't know. And I believe like she did. real and like in real life, like for real. And I believe that Britt also got hurt in this match with the with the post match bump. Oh man, it's crazy. It's almost like I should pay attention to what happens like in real life on this <laughs> shit because I do a podcast. <laughs> but here I am over here not paying attention to the IWC and loving my fucking life and enjoying pro wrestling. Dude, well, I, unfo- I unfollowed wrestling fans. <laughs> I'm not even playing games, man. I unfollowed wrestling fans. I'm done. I'm done. I'm not like looking for arguments about pro wrestling on the internet anymore, man. Like you know that you know it's real because I've unfollowed wrestling fans. It's it's yeah, it's probably better for you. Um, yeah, I don't know, Rebel. I know hers was legit. Because I saw them carrying her out, and you could just tell. Like she's uh, with Brits. Okay. With Brits, maybe, maybe it's part of the story. But maybe. I saw her laying in the table, like the broken table, and I saw the ref trying to, you know, get the hand squeeze, and Brit was not responding. Um, I can't. I wouldn't think. They would do that on purpose, unless they were purposely shooting it. I don't know if this is on camera or not. You know what I mean? So I don't have a frame of reference because I just saw stuff online. So uh, I haven't heard anything. So we'll see. Hopefully they're both going to be okay. What was next, Mike? Well, after that, I hope Britt is not hurt. I wouldn't want that to happen. No, um, not at all. So. Also, Brit's super over, so, you know, you might as well just pull the trigger on it. Just do it. The crowd goes nuts for the DMD thing. She's super over. Just pull the fucking trigger. Sammy Guevara versus MJF in the main event of the evening. Uh, This was a 
fucking pretty good match, man. These guys have pretty good chemistry together. It started off slow. Uh, at the beginning a little bit, I was like, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know, maybe I expected too much here. And then it really started picking up. Um, these guys sell that they don't fucking like each other. Like, a story's being told in the ring. Like, Utah, they just fucking just do not like each other. Um, I love that about it. That... Mm, it's a little shit like that that gets you invested a little bit deeper into a wrestling match, you know? So, mm-hmm. I thought that was great. Uh, MJF picks up the win. They take up. Wardlow comes out, distracts the ref, and throws Chris Jericho, who spent most of the evening on commentary. Throws Chris Jericho. Also, speaking of Chris Jericho in the inner circle, did, did someone just get these motherfuckers the entire series of Sons of Anarchy on Blu-ray. Because <laughs> they wanted to become a bike gang? Like, what the fuck happened? When did they become the Aces and Eights? <laughs> or the like, Disciples of Apocalypse? Yeah, it's DOA, man. Fuck, like, what is fucking happening here? When did they become bikers? When did they become bikers? I don't understand this. And now they got Conan coming out with them, and they're extra bikery biker. Conan, uh, it's bikers, mate. What? What? All right, Sam Crow. Fuck, man. Holy shit. It's not even like a relevant reference anymore. Sons of Anarchy is a weird show in that, like, it was, like, super culturally relevant at the time it was on, and then as soon as it ended, no one gave a fuck about it anymore. Kind of like Game of Thrones. Kind of like Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones was so incredibly <laughs> culturally re- relevant, and then as soon as it ended, just everyone stopped talking about it. People still talk about Lost. People still talk about Breaking Bad. No one talks about those two shows anymore. Anyway, just yeah. something to think about. Mm-hmm. Just something to think about, guys. Um, so, uh, anyway, Wardlow throws Chris Jericho like into a table uh, to distract the ref. While the ref is distracted, uh, the chairman, our favorite wrestler, Sean Spears, comes out and Mm -hmm. hits Sammy with a chair, and uh, MJF gets the win. Is that how? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how. We're going to roll with that, even if it's not. But yeah, so uh, (laughs) MJF gets the win. They continue to stand strong, uh, except in the big matches. That's really their only problem as a faction. Like, as a faction, they overall are kind of dominating this feud against the Inner Circle, except when it comes to the big matches. Right. And they just they're, lose they're getting the They're getting the... The week-to-week wins. victories while yeah. Inner Circle is getting the actual in-ring victories. Yes, they're getting like the week to week wins. Inner Circle's getting the stadium stampede, the definitely not war games, um, <laughs> which is how we will now refer to blood and guts on this show. Definitely not war games. Uh, yeah, so that's AEW Dynamite, man. We it was uh I don't know. They could have been a little bit more exciting on their return back, but like, hey, it was a solid night of wrestling. Lots of matches that were good. Uh, nothing I found 
uh, off-putting maybe is the word. Yeah, nothing like that. It was just a good night of wrestling. Yeah. And to be fair, what more can we ask for, right? To be fair, what more can you ask for, right? Mike, how did they uh, how did they go off the air? I think you wanted to talk about that for a moment. Well, there was something at the end. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard about this, Michael. Uh, no, I haven't heard anything about this. There's that, definitely not. I don't know a thousand people asking for everything from firings to lynchings of a certain uh, beloved uh, wrestling but announcer. But Jim Ross said. <laughs> WWE Dynamite. He called the show WWE Dynamite. And, and Jim Ross, I think what he should respectfully do, respectfully, right? This is just respectfully. Jim Ross needs to respectfully resign, give Tony Khan his black hat as an apology, and then go home and drown himself in a bucket of Fucking barbecue sauce, you stupid, retarded piece of shit. How could you ever say WWE Dynamite? Just fucking <laughs> dip your head in a fucking bucket of barbecue sauce and put that motherfucker in the microwave and barbecue your fucking brain, you dumb, stupid, asshole, cocksucker. I mean, come on, guys. He slipped, all right? Like, it's funny. It's funny that he said it. It's funny that he said it. Do Here's I personally do I personally think Jim Ross should stop being an announcer? Yes, I would love to. Like, look, if we need to, like, here's the deal: if we're going to fucking like, if we, Tony is killing it, Excalibur, like, I hate him, but he's good at his job. Um, uh, let's just bring back Iron Mike today. Let's just do it, mm-hmm. man. Let's just bring back Iron Mike today. Come on. Come on. Come on. Let's go all the way with it, Con. Let's go all the way. Let's go all the way. You know, ICP did a cover of that song. Anyway, that's how we went <laughs> off the air. Jim Ross called it I, WWE. He's just chill, people. Just chill. My, uh, my funny comeback to all that is... Hey guys, if you stop talking about WWE so much on your TV, maybe your announcers wouldn't call you WWE, right? Fuck, right? <laughs> How about that, you fucking pricks? Uh, but yeah, it, it's a mistake, man. The dude, like, I saw someone say, and I'm paraphrasing a tweet, but I saw somebody say, they should just brainwash Jim Ross to erase that part of his lifetime. Oh, so, like, more, like, I don't know how old he is, but, like, over half his career, you just want him to fucking forget everything? Like, the dude spent the majority of his time in pro wrestling in WWE. It's gonna happen from time to time. Get the fuck over it. Hey, Mike. Stop defending him. He needs to go kill himself. (laughs) I mean, that's pretty much the reactions that I Because seen. ultimately, he said one letter wrong. <laughs> he said the W and the E part of it, man. He just didn't say the A. Come on, guys. He's getting old. He got one letter wrong. 
And you're right. This it's is... one letter, and he should go fucking kill himself over it. At the very least, quit his fucking job. At the very least, quit his fucking job and go fucking yeah, kill I mean, himself. For Yeah, 100%. that's the least he could do is quit his job and kill himself. Quit his job and kill himself. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Now, Mike, you had a uh, message earlier in our private chat. I don't know if you want to get into it or not, but the 50 WWE tag teams, top list of the top 50 WWE tag teams, top 50 greatest tag teams in WWE all time. Look. I know you took an issue with it, but I think... I know what you're going to say. I just think from looking at the list, it's actually accurate from what I uh, am assuming. Again, from looking at the list and some I of these I think positions. we all knew the New Day was going to be number one. I don't think... I don't have a problem with that at all, to be fair. I don't really care about any of it at all. It's just... So, is it WWE only? It seems that way. Because, because as you said... If not... It's weird to me that the Outsiders and the Harlem Heat aren't on here. Mm-hmm. Well, right? I mean, here's the thing. Harlem Heat are WWE Hall of Famers, but of course, and they were never they never had a WWE run. The They're a Steiners, Hall of Famer for their work in WCW. The Steiners and LOD should probably be higher, right? If but like if, it's if you're just w- encompassing their entire work, yes. But again, and that's kind of my point with this. If it's WWE only, then they're they're pretty accurate where they're at. Right. Yes, and that's where I think they actually got this fright because that's really what it appears to be. And, and again, with the outsiders not being on there, with Harlem Heat not being on there, help me out with some other uh, Steiners, of course, lower than you'd probably think. But again, they had way more success overall throughout their career, but not necessarily top tier in WWE. Same with LOD. And even Holly, the fact that they're Hollywood, on here as Legion Hollywood of Doom blonde. and not the Road Warriors. Hollywood Blondes probably would have been on there. Yeah. See, this is all WWE. I, I really do believe that. And our top five, we'll read them here. Tully and Arn. Top, actually, let's do top ten. Top ten, uh, sitting right outside at 11, was Demolition. And top ten, British Bulldogs. The Brothers of Destruction. I think I'd put them lower. Uh, I would, New I would out- move them out for Demolition. Honestly. Yeah, I, I think I would too. Uh, New Age Outlaws, The Usos at 7. Uh, then 6 is Legion of Doom. And then we got our top 5 uh, from top from bottom to top. The Dudley Boys at 5. Edge and Christian 4. Heart Foundation 3. Hardy Boys 2. And New Day, the greatest tag team in WWE history. And man, it's really hard to argue with that. Yeah, it's all debatable. It's all It's all debatable. It's all all like... There's like seven teams you could have named number one and it would have been fine. I'm even looking because I didn't like study this list. I don't even think the Rockers are on here, are they? They are. They're in the the team. Oh, yeah, they're 14. I see them. I was going to say, how did they not get on there? Yeah, they're on there, 14. Okay. No, I think it's a fun list. It's fun to do things like this. You know who's not on it? Owen and Yoko, you fucking dickheads. Nah. (laughs) 
Martha Hart probably wouldn't let them be the, on there. Owen and Bulldog's on there. Are they? Yeah, Owen and Bulldog are on no. there, and Owen and Yoko are not. Like, don't get me wrong, Owen and Bulldog are probably better to remember team. But Owen and Yoko are my favorite tag team of all time, man. Like, come I, on. I do enjoy them, like, but I don't, maybe they're not that even. Might be, that... Mike Strike Force is on the fucking list. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Paul London and Brian fucking Kendrick are on the list. This is true. Somehow that one just slipped through their minds, I guess. But yeah, anyway, fun debate. I don't have a problem with the top ten at all, uh, though I do think I would move. Brother of Destruction's out with Demolition, maybe. Um, other than that, man, is there anything else that you want to say to these fine, fine people? Um, uh, no. <laughs> I have one thing. Uh, I want to give a shout-out. If you've listened to Drive-By for a while, uh, we used to run an ad for a podcast called Nostalgia Highway Podcast. They did movie reviews of movies that were at least 15 years or older. Uh, they've taken a temporary hiatus. Maybe, I don't know if it's going to be more than temporary, but two of the three and Matt and Dave are teaming up with Justin from the Raisin Horror uh, podcast, which is a horror movie podcast. And on the Raisin Horror feed, you can find their new show. I don't have a lot of details. I don't know how often they're doing it, but it's called... Uh, let me see here. The uh, Reaper Review. Or the Reaper Report. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, the Reaper Report under the Raisin Horror podcast feed. Uh, doing a lot of segments. I'm just now getting to check it out. I just found out about this literally last night. Uh, Matt messaged me. And, you know, uh, give it a shot if you like horror movies, man. They talk about their new things opening. They talk about some things that they've watched recently uh go into some reviews so they try to do it as spoiler free as possible so definitely give them a shot that's the uh, reaper review on the uh raisin horror podcast feed from our friends formerly at nostalgia highway these guys are super knowledgeable on the topics they speak about i highly recommend looking into this podcast if you're a horror fan uh i'm it's already i'm already a subscriber to it uh, looking forward to it. And with that said, guys, I say it every week. It's Batman been real. does eat pussy. Batman eats pussy. I'm just going to throw that one out there here at the end of the show. <laughs> Batman eats fucking pussy. That dude fucks. You going to tell me Batman don't fuck? Batman fucks. Batman's a billionaire. <laughs> Batman eats four pussies at the same time, stacks them all up on each other, picks them all up in the air because he's Batman. And services four women orally at the same fucking time. The entire Bat family eats pussy, including Batgirl. She's she's bisexual. Look, come on, let's be real. We all know it. Um, Tim Drake also bisexual. Little known fact. Um, Batman eats pussy. I'm just throwing it out there. The Bat family they eat pussy. Alfred showed them how to do it with a fucking napkin, politely, like the British do. Bet you didn't know that, Mike. Joe will confirm that for us. The British eat pussy <laughs> with a napkin. I, not only did I not know it, I'm not sure that I wanted to, but hey, every bit of knowledge <laughs> no, is important. I'm right? gonna, Joe will confirm it. Joe, confirm that for me. Charlie and Joe, confirm that for me. Uh, <laughs> the British eat pussy with a napkin. 
It's because it's proper. It's proper. They call All it a fair. Do- they call it a doily. Bet you didn't know that. that in England, a doily is a slang for the bib napkin you wear around your neck. Oi, give me my doily before I get down with my queen, eh? Uh, you know. So, uh, yeah. There you go. Anyway, wrap it up, Mike. <laughs> I say it every week. It's been real. It's been fun. We will catch you next time And Batman eats pussy. You guys are... <laughs> you guys are beautiful. We love you. Have a great week. Joker also eats pussy. How do you think you got that red mouth? All right. New episodes of Drive-By are available every Saturday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and everywhere podcasts are found. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash drivebypod. And follow us on Twitter at drivebypod. This has been a presentation of the Nearfall Network. Until next time, bye. Because it's chat. Nothing gross. He just eats so much pussy that it's constantly moist and just chapped. It's not scars. You know how, like, on the dark night, it would look like it was, like, scars and shit? You're like, well, you want to know how I got these scars? It was from just constantly eating pussy in the chapped. This just never... If he would just get out the pussy for an hour, use some chapsticks and Vaseline, he would not even be the Joker anymore. He'd just look like a normal man. Want to know how I got these scars? Eating pussy in the winter. <laughs>